Hello, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, De-Influenced. How you doing? <sighs> Let's first take a, a second, a moment of silence to appreciate Danny on her birthday. <laughs> Please your, don't. Close your eyes. I Close your eyes. I just want to say, <laughs> I feel like after you're 30, I was actually talking to Maddie Nelson about this, like birthdays don't matter. In fact, I'd rather just not acknowledge that it's my birthday. Yeah. You know but that. also, you know, I've never really liked birthdays in general. In fact, I would say there's a track record of me crying on my birthday every year. Well, the track record, <laughs> it's funny that you say that because the track record is actually, this is the cycle. You waking up in, or two days before your birthday, oh, I don't really want anything. I don't want to do anything for my birthday. Then you waking up and being like, you know, I don't really care about birthdays. And then we get in bed, we have a great day and you're like, that's when the tears start because there's something about the birthday that hurts you. There's something, okay, I will say though, I not to get too deep, like right when we start this, but I feel very loved. Today? Yeah, and just like in general in life, like I have really great family. I have truly like the best friends in the world. Like I've considered moving to other cities and I'm like, I can't because my friends won't come yeah. with me. I have, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, kids that really want to celebrate my birthday too. Well, they're, so young. they're so young. I was like, Stella, let's go tell mommy happy birthday. And she goes, No, <laughs> she goes, it's my birthday. <laughs> That's always funny. But no, like honestly, I love the fact that Stella's birthday is right before mine, so that we they're like, like there's so much more to celebrate now because we can do all this stuff with Stella. Right. No, and like going to Disney with Stella, it was the best birthday present ever. Before we get into Disney, can I ask you a couple questions? Because this is a this is a big W for me mm -hmm. that you're feeling very loved today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I think the cycle is like, you know, there's just kind of like a... No, in the past, there have been birthdays where like I, I didn't feel loved. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> but that's because, I mean, this was probably like five or six years ago. I was so into work that I never like invested in my friendships, right. really. And so now I feel like I just feel very like appreciative for other people in my life. Yeah. I took a different strategy with your birthday today too. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to get you anything like extravagant. No, I don't want anything. I'm going to wake up early, skip my workout, get you some yeah. coffee and tacos. You and know. I was like, that's just like the starting gesture. You no, know, I just, I love a, I love a good hangout. And later they're going to wrap your body in, uh, seaweed, al seaweed, algae. algae. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds really romantic. <laughs> well, he got me this like body wrap. I've never done something like that before, but it's yeah. a massage where you also get wrapped in seaweed or something. Yeah. Who knows what it does, but oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. And then your girlfriends are going to come over. My girlfriends are. So my friends did want to do something. And so I told them, I was like, we can come over to my house and we can have like a pajama party and eat pizza. But like when I say pajama party, like I don't mean like you know, like the cute pajama with like feathers on them. I mean like actual sweats, yeah. you know, like don't go all out or anything. So they're going to come over and we're just going to hang and eat pizza. I think the hardest birthday I ever had was probably my 22nd birthday. Oh, tell me about it. I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah, you didn't know me. So what happened on my 22nd birthday was, uh, you remember Facebook, right? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Let me think about it. Yeah, I remember. Well, I don't know if you remember like old Facebook, but the best part of a birthday when you had Facebook was it like alerted everyone in their newsfeed oh, yes. that it was your birthday. And so, so true. it was kind of this like very real, but false sense of love. Yeah. And I was like, man, that guy from middle school yeah. like, cares. Wait, I'm going to go check my Facebook now. And, um, you know, for some reason on my 21st birthday, I, um, uh, or somewhat, sometime when I was 21, I turned off the birthday feature. So no one knew when my birthday was. Why'd you do that? I think it's because I accidentally made it private. Wait, I remember this because I remember the first couple of years that we were dating, I could never remember your birthday, right. but I didn't want to ask you. So I would look at your Facebook and it wasn't on there. I think that why I did it was because I didn't want employers to know how young I was. That's hilarious. So that I could like try and like get better roles or better jobs or something, see how far I could con my way into things. But so I turned my birthday off and, you know, I wake up 9 a.m., open up my computer. I'm like, man, this is going to be a good day. Yeah. Two people, <gasps> my mom and my best friend, Garen from high school. Aww. 
and that hurts it really hurt i'm not gonna lie it was like i just mm. really felt unloved and i think ever since my 22nd birthday you're like i expect nothing well isn't that how i am my yeah. heart has become hardened and <laughs> it's like i don't believe in birthdays <laughs> i don't want birthdays no one cares about them and it's like it's hard for me to even want like i've tried to talk to you out of kids our kids having birthday parties. So I'm like, they're not, they don't need them. Like well, the world, the world doesn't care about your but birthday. It's, that's so weird because I feel like your parents went all out for your birthday. Yeah, no, I mean, my parents always did. See, my and parents, my mom liked my thing and said happy birthday on Facebook. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes you need more than that. So I totally get that. So here's the thing growing up. So I was born during market. So my parents basically like market, uh, the way it works is my dad has a showroom and every year it's the same week. Mm -hmm. of the year where you know buyers fly in from basically all over the country and it's a really important week like mm -hmm. and my parents are working that week from like 7 a.m till they're going out to dinners networking till like 10 o'clock at night so for that week like i do not see my parents like starting on sunday till maybe the following monday right and so for my birthday every single year i was by myself like never had my parents were never around so i'd come home and be like huh okay That's you know hard. and so i just am like used to i'm used to kind of just feeling that like eh, like that feeling and so we never really made birthdays like a big thing. You know, so, that, I think that feeling is called disappointment for you. Mm, yeah. That's what it, that's what it senses like the most. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, but then there's also this like uncomfortability about having so much attention and people being like, are you happy? Are you happy? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. And it's like, no, but are you happy now? Like, are you smiling? Is she just, she yeah. she's like, like, she's happy. And I'm like, your, your attention on me right now is making me unhappy. Can I? Can I just connect two dots for you? This is deep. This is deep, deep, deep. Why do we always have to get so deep on these freaking podcasts? Well, that very feeling that you said of like everyone, all attention on you, wanting you to have a reaction yeah. or emotion. Do you think that you sometimes do that to Stella? Right? Bingo. Mind blown. That's when she shuts down. Yeah. Because you tell me sometimes you're like, and I get it. Like you want, yeah. like you're taking her to Disney World and you're like, Stella, Elsa, like you're like living for that reaction yeah. out of your kids, but almost like you get the reaction by just being chill about it. Yeah, my not, parents not having the, expectations. My parents used to do the same thing to me and it was really yeah. hard and it kind of like, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was letting them down if my yes. expectation wasn't X, Y, Z. And so then I just shut down and I become a shell of a human. Ooh, now we're really getting deep. <laughs> oh. It's a little too deep for me this yeah, early yeah, in the yeah. morning. It's too early. It's too early. It's too um, early. But no, we'll we'll continue this conversation later. Right. Yeah. How was uh, Disney World? It was the best. I'm not going to lie. I was not really. Oh, I also found out that my parents did take me when I was like two or three years old. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't even know. It's weird, though. Like there were some like things that we visited that I was like, I feel like I've been here before. That's weird. Yeah. But like. I hadn't probably, but it was weird. Like I dreamt about it or something, but maybe it was like when I was two years old, I remembered. Could you? Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know if you'll, because I don't think, I don't think Stella that. will remember this trip. No. Um, but you've also probably seen it in so many movies. And that's so, so many. true. Yeah, you're right. I probably yeah. have, or like other people's Instagram stories. Um, no, so it was phenomenal. We uh, had the best time. Stella is deathly afraid of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> So that was a little difficult considering and, uh, he's everywhere. <laughs> the, the What's the Winnie the Pooh character? The, the oh, rabbit? Uh, or the, yeah, uh, totally different like series. But yes, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Piglet. Piglet, she's scared of Piglet. Yeah, Tigger, Eeyore. You know, Eeyore's really <laughs> intimidating. I was like, what kind of sick establishment is this? They're swarming with Disney characters everywhere. Like we couldn't escape. Um, but no, it was the best. Apparently, so I was like getting some DMs that people were like, how did you book all of this all in one trip? Like apparently some of the things that we went to were like so exclusive, which I honestly don't know if this is true or not because like, I, I don't know, but we did like a, a breakfast or a, a, what do you call it? A dinner with princesses where like mm -hmm. six or seven princesses came. Um, we did, uh, I don't know, like some shows and stuff, but I honestly, I used that Neely Bridges, like that travel agent where they're like free to use. They just probably get like kickbacks from hotels and stuff. Yeah. And she booked everything. 
and she did it all a week in advance. So Dang. apparently we did some like really cool stuff because Disney is so crowded. Like, I don't think that we would have been able to do it if she wouldn't have had like booked that stuff. And plus I didn't even know where to begin. It's so big, it's overwhelming. There's yeah. like way too much to do. But I will say when your child is afraid of every other Disney series and Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and like Winnie, like really all we had to do is princess stuff. So every park I went to, I just like would seek out all the princess stuff. You know her favorite thing though? I think her favorite thing that she did was we did the Moana water experience yeah. where it was just like a splash pad. <laughs> and that was like her, I that was the first time I had seen her like laugh and like scream and run and play like that. Like probably the whole trip because the whole trip she was so scared. Even the princesses, she was like, I'm a little timid. Do you yeah. feel, um, do you feel like she was the right age to go? You know, age, yes. Um, age, like, I think you have to, like, it depends on the kid. And I think for Stella, she's so, she's very shy and she's so reserved right now that I think if we would have waited a year, it would have been, like, perfect. But, I mean, we'll go in a year, too, so. Yeah, just kind of, like, keep going. Like, just keep going. Because, honestly, like, you know, it's better than not going. Yeah, that's just what I feel going. like most families do is they go, they don't just go once. Yeah, you got it. I feel you like You, like, go so almost, fun. like, every year. And then, like, it would be really fun for you. Oh, you know, I did get a VIP, like, a, a guide for half a day on the first day. Her name was Claudia. She was so great. Um, loved her. But I will say, like, the next time we go back, I don't think it's really necessary because I almost felt like I just wanted that time with Stella. Yeah. And they really, like, they they just show you around. Um, yes, you get to use a separate entrance. But honestly, I use those minivans for Lyft, like, with Lyft the second day. And, like, you don't really need, like, a separate entrance. And as long as you pay, like, the $27 a day for the Genie Pass, you get to, like, skip all the lines pretty much. Um. So like, yeah, you don't really need, like you can figure out how to have like your own VIP experience without a guide. Uh, any other last tips for moms or dads or families going to Disney? Wear the most comfortable walking shoes. I wore my Nikes, like, um, you know, my pandas mm -hmm. and like, they're pretty comfortable with their sneakers. Yeah. Not comfortable enough. The next day I was like, like clunking around. Oh, my so hokas. like running shoes. Yes. There's so much walking. Like I, I bet I walked like seven or eight miles. It's huge. And you can bring all your own snacks. Into the park. Into the park. That's really helpful to on know. On stroller, snacks, um, you know, water bottles, whatever. So it's really great. It's just really a fine establishment. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you want to tell, uh, oh, the um, there's something big that happened. Uh, gosh, it's been like you went to Disney World and then we had Stella's birthday. Yeah. Oh, your Stanley Cup. Oh, yeah. A lot of but really fast before I move on to that, because that's like a whole nother thing. Sorry. Did you miss me when I was gone? Oh, I did. But you know, I, I, um, people ask me, are you depressed yet? And I said, I'd probably get depressed on Friday night. And yeah. I, and I did, but I, I tried to mitigate the risk of me to being depressed by hanging out with friends, but they were all busy. Mm. So on Friday night, I got a little oh, depressed, I, but I know what you started to do when I was gone. Um, you can tell them. I'm like actually like. You should be like a little embarrassed, but I found out. I started watching Black Mirror. What? No, you know. No, tell me. You started skinny dipping. Oh, I did start skinny. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you can't share this because like. Now the world is gonna know. It's a pretty listen. Skinny no, dipping he for comes us. In we last don't last night like butt a naked, <laughs> and I'm like, "Where's your swimsuit?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I started skinny dipping," and I'm like. Babe, we don't live like in the middle of nowhere. Like we are in a city where there, you go in our backyard, you look up, there's tons of other houses with windows. I'm like, babe, people can definitely see you. The reason I know that is because I've thought about skinny dipping too. Uh -huh. And then I'm like, no, I, there's no way. I don't could. think you can because like, like you have boobs. <laughs> babe, people can see through the water. They no, there's no way. Thing. No, there's no way. I listen, there is I, way. I turn off the pool lights. Um, it's pitch black in there. When I'm in there naked, there's there's Just three. Wait, let me ask you this though. There's three you seconds. You walk out with pants on and then take them off yes, in the pool. Yes, what? I'm I'm respectful. <laughs> I I walk out in a towel and there is a three second window where people could probably see me naked, but it's like from the time I drop oh. my towel and get in. But I I there's one house that like looks into into our backyard and I watch it very intently i count to five can you imagine if like you're that girl that looks out the window but at that it, exact moment in time and then you're staring back even at her? even then i don't think that they can see into our like they can see 
Okay, just keep telling yourself yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, That's it's... what I tell myself when I change in front of my window in my office. It's too I'm good. Like, I'm naked for like literally seven seconds. Like, really? Someone's it's gonna too see good me. to stop. I just can't. It's like a whole different experience. Did you ever skinny dip growing up? Um, No, but I remember running around naked when it rained. <laughs> like, I felt like it was like it started raining. And like, for some reason, I just remember like, my brother and I naked. like just being like, Whoa. and when we were like five, it's not a big deal. But like, we like got naked. We just ran around the house. You also lived in a type of house Danny, or, or environment where people wouldn't see you running around naked in your backyard. I lived in a neighborhood. You keep acting you like I. an acre. That's not normal. Two. Two, okay. Two acres. Oh my gosh. I was uh, talking to Allie Hunter about this because she lives in Rockwell and I was like, hey, like hey, when we all. Did you ever run around naked in no, the rain? No, no. I was like, whenever we get together, like, because we're going to go to dinner with them, I was like, let's go to Rockwall because, like, I really need Danny to understand that it's like a metropolitan area. Babe, I know it's metropolitan, but it probably wasn't like that 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, that, that you might have a point there, but. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm 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 really happy for you. I'm happy that you found your new hobby. Yeah, I um I also was not depressed because um I really felt like I knew that you needed time with Stella. Like I know that you were yeah. so excited yeah. that it like made me happy knowing that you were happy like getting one on one time with Stella. We had the best time. She is so obsessed with me. She's obsessed. Like when you, it's so <laughs> funny. It's like. When you take her somewhere and you just like get on her level, she's like obsessed. No, I let her call the shots. Yes, like that's how literally it was. like I'm like chocolate for breakfast. Yes, ma'am, it's yours. Like oh, wow. we would come home from Disney World and like she wanted to play with all of her toys or like these little things that they give you at the park stickers. We'd come home from the park. I'd be exhausted, and then she'd be like, "Mom," she'd look out the window and be like, "Mom, I want to go play downstairs with all the kids." So we go downstairs, and then she's like, "Mom, I want to go to the park." I'm like, "Okay." Like you ever seen that movie? Like. Yes, man. Yes, ma'am, or something. Yes, yes man. Yeah. Yes, man. Like you just say yes to everything. Like that was me. Yeah. It was sometimes painful, <coughs> but I was like, I knew it was only for like three days, so I was like, I'm just gonna do it. And so there weren't, weren't a lot of breakdowns because I honestly just let her have anything that she wanted. The funniest thing about like when Stella got home, and I'm sure you saw this at Disney World, and I was with Stratton, and uh, it's just funny because what I realized this weekend, just you know, having like very intentional time with Stratton one on one, and you with Stella. It's like our kids are just the way that God made them. Yeah. Like we were at Stella's birthday party, you know, on uh, Sunday. Which was crazy because we went to Disney and then came back the next morning. We wake up and it's her birthday party. Yeah. And so she like puts on this dress. She like really wants to put on the heels. She let you do her makeup. She put on earrings. And I was like, there's nothing that we have done to condition that child to be yeah. a princess. Like she literally was just like born that way. Yeah. And Stratton being like the easy go lucky kid that he is like was so great. I took him to Paw Patrol. Yeah. It's just like, that's who he is. And yeah, it's like, so I realized sweet. that my role as, or our role as a parent is like not to try and probably change them yeah. unless, unless Stella becomes a brat. Yeah. It's to like harness who God made them into a productive path so that they well, don't just destroy the world. Well, you know their tendencies. Like, you know, we know Stella's tendency is to probably be, like, more bossy yeah. or to be, um, brat is such a mean word. But, like, you know, like, she's so uh, strong-willed right. that it the way, like, her tendencies could be, like, you know the ways it could be negative. Yes. Same with Stratton. Like, he's so chill, it could become maybe, like, laziness or whatever. Totally. Like, and so you just try to keep them on that path of, like, you know, kind of nourishing what they're really good at and their like natural abilities, but then also like just steering them a little, you know, far away from like the negative. And I think you do a good job of this, but like, you're always like Stella, like, uh, like Bubba's your brother, you have to take care yeah. of him. And so it's like helping them understand that we're all a team as yes. a family. And so one cool story about that, and like, you didn't see this, but you know, like Stratton had like a runny nose, like kind of a cough. And so um, I was like, Stella, like, I need you to, I need you to help me. Like, will you take care of Bubba? Like, I got to go run into my office really quick. And they were watching a movie on the couch and I walked out and she had gone to get the Kleenex box oh, and was helping him blow his nose. And I go, Stella, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm helping Bubba blow his nose. And then she goes here. <laughs> to me. But that it's just like, so it's like little things like that. She's so naturally nurturing, but she also would have this capacity in her to probably like be really mean to someone <laughs> no but i do think it's so important for us to tell them at a young age like you guys are brother and sister like you have to be there for one another like you know yeah. one day when mommy and daddy are not here like that's that's all you have is your siblings that's like your family and so i wish that 
I wish that my brother and I were more like that. It's hard when you're five years apart. apart. So So are my brother. But especially since they're so close in age. But that was sweet. But yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. I'd go back. Disney World? Yeah. You also, uh, I feel like you really focused on your macros. Is that why you started skinny dipping? No, that's totally unrelated. (laughs) You have picked up another hobby of like eating. Eating. Yeah. A lot. Too much. No, not too much. Perfect amount. Well, because you, Perfectly ha- you counted. come in every morning also butt naked and you're like, babe, <laughs> look, like, can you tell the difference? And I'm like, not <laughs> since the last seven hours that you asked me this. <coughs> Jordan yeah. is very, um, you've always done this. Like you'll work out like three times and be like, I'm no, really seeing the gains. But like lately it's been like, I've been really focused on it. You were upset because you gained two pounds in one day. I know because like, it's like I, I broke, I ate a burger. And I'm like, are you kidding me? If you Body? ate the meat. I am a little worried that he's eating a little too much red meat. Yeah. He eats a huge steak every night for dinner. So since we're focused on me right now, I would say <laughs> that uh, one thing I do want to talk about is I have actually had a pretty fundamental change in perspective on a subject lately. Okay. Friendships. Oh, good. So are you, have you decided to have some? <laughs> Yeah, I, I was pretty closed for business yeah. for a while. And I... You're like, I have my amazing wife, my <clears throat> two kids. I don't need no friends. Yeah. And, and there's a there's a component of that that's true. But I also think I was like really stressed about a lot of other things like Divi and like work and stuff. And now that I'm less stressed about them, I'm it's like, time. wait, you know, if, if now that I have more time, if I don't have friends, like, what am I going to do? What? What and a so, phenomenal revelation. And so it's been hard because now I'm like trying to get back in the game, but there are like group texts that I'm not a part of anymore. Oh, and so, so I totally know where you're at. Right now I'm trying to weasel my way back in. Yeah. You're like, guys, like I'm really in this, but like you don't want to come on too strong because you don't strong. want them to doubt you. Exactly. Because like, it's like, if I'm going to show up, like I want to be consistent. So I'm not going to speak it. I'm just going to show up and do it. But that's, yeah, my style is more like, um, I'm pretty shameless. Like if I'm okay. like not invited to something, I'll be like, Hey, like why wasn't I invited? <laughs> like, or I'll just be like, what's up guys. I just came, you hey, know? And like, like I yeah. just kind of like play aloof I do and the like, same thing. that's all, that's always kind of my strategy. But I have, uh, you know, I've realized that like in my own mind, I've kept up with my hobbies and my interests, but I haven't really communicated that too much to other people. Right. Mm, you're, you're, you haven't communicated your hobbies and interests to other people. Yeah. So like there, you could find friends with similar hobbies and interests, like skinny dipping and eating. <laughs> so like what happened was we, we went to a restaurant, Devin, right. Mm-hmm. Devin, uh, Janelle page, Brandon's yeah. husband. So we went to a restaurant and, uh, Connor Axtell and Connor Combs were there and yeah. they're, they're pretty up to date cause we see them all the time. But Devin is kind of like new to the group. And so, you know, we're all talking and like, we're joking and we start talking about aliens and Devin's like, Oh, so like you're, he says the words, Oh, so you're pretty out there. And like, I had to catch him up to speed that like, I wasn't really fully bought into aliens. It was just kind of like a fun hobby that like yeah. all the, all the bros just like text about and stuff. Yeah. And I felt really misunderstood in the moment. So what I have to do with my new mm-hmm. friendships is like, I can't come on too strong. I have to like, yes, like warm them up. Like, Hey, I'm just kidding about this. Yeah. Like, so it's hard. Friendships are hard. Friendships are hard, but I'm proud of you for putting yourself out there. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to Bible study tomorrow. Oh, with the guys, with the, bro- with the guys, with the bros. Yeah. That's great. I told him don't add me into the group text yet. That's a big commitment. I was like, much. let me just, let me just dip my toe in, <laughs> come see and I, see how it, how, how it works. How I feel about it. Do you guys get pretty? I want to know about guys, Bible studies. Do y'all get like pretty deep? This is deep? good. This is a good topic. We yeah. Like, do you get pretty deep? Because like, I feel like with a girl's Bible study, it's kind of like a little mini therapy session. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we just know everything about each other. I mean, we know everything going on, prayer requests, like are guys pretty surface level or like, are y'all getting there? I think the hard part about a guy's Bible study is that like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of alpha in the room. And so typically like a funny sort of observation I have about men's Bible studies is is like, unless there's a designated leader, it's kind of like everyone's trying to lead. I don't, I don't want to say one upping, but like everyone is like, has a pretty strong assertive opinion. Right. And it's all in the, in the, the spirit and collaboration of good fun. (laughs) Um, 
Good but, fun in faith. You know, if you get into like a, like I've seen this happen, if you get into like a, like a theological debate, oh. it gets like pretty, See, pretty intense like and pretty never... intense and maybe like a little bit passive aggressive. Really? In what ways? Just being like, like you don't want to argue in front of everyone, but like you're also pretty passionate. And yeah. so it's like, cause you know, when guys go and play golf, like what are you going to argue about? Yeah. Right. But when it comes to this stuff, I've seen a couple like pretty heated arguments. See, that's so or funny. I feel like when it comes to Bible studies or for me personally with like anything that I'm trying to, I don't know, garner from reading the Bible, like I've already just decided in my, in my mind that we're all going to like interpret things differently. Mm-hmm. So I don't expect to agree with everyone. See, that's how I am too. Yeah, like, I, like, I feel like that's always been my, like if or you you're raised a little different than I am or you interpret the scripture, that scripture in that way when I interpret it this way, like, okay, well. I love that stuff. Like I love finding people that disagree with me or have like a, an interest in something that I have yeah. no idea about. But like, I think for the most part, you know, um, not everyone's like that. Do you know the most difficult thing about a female Bible study? I would love to know actually. Time, time management. Because like because when it a goes girl too long? starts going off about her feelings, got it. It can become, let's just say, Rebecca's session. <laughs> when the rest of us are like, "Honey, we got our own struggles that we would like to share with the group," <laughs> and as much as we love you, and you know, Rebecca's crying, yeah. and she's sharing, and we're all like, "Uh huh, okay, we'll pray for you." Okay, next, like <laughs> we're all just looking for our. And time she's to like, shine. and then, <laughs> and then what happened? And it's just so hard because like, you know, back before when we didn't have kids, like we could just sit there and, and cry and talk about our feelings forever. But now it's like, yeah. it's like so hard because it's like, okay, like, yeah, we feel it for you. Okay, next. Like, <laughs> See, I think guys are literally the opposite. Like I've had, I'm going to call him Dave. Like I don't want to out him, but I'm going to call him Dave. Dave was not part of the Christian culture. Okay. So he didn't really know what like Christian Protestant Bible studies were like. And so he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll come, I'll come hang out. He's like, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And I saw him in the elevator and like, you know, like he, he was like, yeah, this is stupid. I don't even know why I'm here. And I was like, <laughs> why'd you come? But like Dave literally sat there and I, I kid you not, did not say an entire word. And he probably thought it was so weird that we were like sharing finances, like sharing marital he's problems, like, sharing us. Yeah, like, he's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then there's another guy, uh, I'll call him Sean. And Sean is like ex fraternity guy. Um, yeah. And like, you know, there's the, the group leader who's like, hey guys, like we should really try and like not to, like not cuss anymore. <laughs> and, and, and Sean is like not part of Christian culture. And he goes, man, I have had an effing week. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, oh, my bad. My Sorry. <laughs> and so I love, I actually love this Bible study because it's like not, uh, it's not cookie cutter. It's like yeah. actually people who are not part of like the Christianese culture, you know, like yeah. they're just, they're, they're just actually there to like, cause they need to talk and yeah. work things out. I love that too. That's how our current Bible study is, is like, it's very open. Like anyone can come. You don't have to be even like coming. A lot of times Bible studies can be very exclusive. Like if, it, if people don't know about the Christian culture, there's like unsaid rules about yeah. Bible studies. It's like, if you commit to going, you go every week. Like there is a certain um, anon- anonymity. Like you don't share anybody's, like you don't share what the girls are sharing with the husbands. Yeah. You know, like there's just like rules. And see, um, I, I think those rules are broken all the time, though. No. And I mean, they probably are, but there are like there are rules. Like, you know, what I'm yeah. saying like you open up with prayer, you end with prayer. Like if you take prayer requests, like there's just like formulas, you know, mm-hmm. and you typically like all try to go to like the same church or whatever. And like, I feel like the Bible study I'm in right now, it's not like that either. Like anyone can go because a lot of times like people are very exclusive about the Bible studies because they're like if we're going to be opening up and sharing like our deepest darkest secrets and like asking for prayer requests and all these things, like we need to be doing it with like the same people each week and people that are just as committed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think there's like a beauty to like allowing people outside of your circles to come in and like see that vulnerability and see that connection. Um, like for the first time, even if they're not part of like, there's like, I get both, but I feel like the one I'm in right now is very, um, like it's not countercultural, but it's just like, it's different. I totally We're breaking some rules. I love that though. I mean, cause like, yeah, I I love the non cookie cutter Christian culture. It's my favorite. Yeah. Speaking of my favorite, one of the things that I did work on this weekend also while you're gone is, uh, did you see the feedback on my idea for my AI Bible reading app? It was kind of fire. You know, I really didn't. Where are you reading this feedback? 
Um, honestly, some people who were like really into it DM'd me. So he's like, I got four DMs about it. I'm like, have no, you seen it truly, his feedback? It, it truly was four, but from a ratio <laughs> perspective, that's a lot. That's when, when the DMs start trickling over to Jordan. Like I'm like, I hit on something. something good. Yeah. So I actually think that like, uh, I think the Christians want it. No, of course they do. Okay, so I'm going to build it. I already contacted a developer. Okay. It'll come out next year. I'm so proud of you. I, um, I also don't, you can tell me and you can cut this if you don't want to talk about it, but okay. I do want to tell you one other thing that happened this weekend that's actually like wild. Do I not know about it? I don't think you do. Have I told you about the email that I got from Brandon Fugel? No. The owner of Skinwalker Ranch? No, but he did DM me. What did he say? He sent me a picture of him and his wife. In Egypt? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he's been at uh, he's been in Paris uh, or not. Sorry, not Paris. Uh, Egypt, <laughs> Egypt at the pyramids. Um, okay, I'm just gonna read you this. So basically, the context of this story is I reached out to Brandon Fugel because he I got to know him through a friend. I've already told this story, but he is the owner of Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch is where all like the weird paranormal stuff has we been had happening. Post Malone about it. Post Malone and I talked about it because he went. And so it's been passed from like the Pentagon. Oh, and sorry, I didn't tell you, but when I met Post Malone and like his people, I asked his people about Post Malone and aliens. And um, they were like, yeah, Post Malone's like very into all that stuff. Yeah, that's why he went. Yeah. So anyway, this, this ranch has like been reported um, that like even the Native Americans experience like weird things on it. And so it was passed from the Pentagon to billionaire to billionaire. So the current billionaire that owns it is Brandon Fugel. Okay, so I've been reaching out to Brandon Fugel and this is wild, okay? I've been reaching out to him and I'm like, hey, I really want to come and record a podcast on Skinwalker Ranch. And to me, again, this is all just like funny. It's like believing in Bigfoot. It's just like fun. It's like fun for guys to get excited about. It's babe. It's okay if you believe in aliens. Like, I don't. Nobody's judging. No, I don't know. I, like, you're okay. I don't know. But okay. listen. Okay. This. I'm not going to read the whole email, but he starts by saying greetings, Jordan, which is greetings, Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So he said on the topic of us recording on Skinwalker Ranch. I probably need to coordinate with my head of publicity at History and A&E Network as we just concluded principal filming for season five and commenced filming segments for my spinoff series, Beyond Skinwalker, both with 16 episodes. This is the craziest paragraph, okay? <laughs> one, important, one important point of consideration. Skinwalker Ranch was part of a Pentagon-funded black budget program before I acquired it from the elusive billionaire Robert Bigelow of Bigelow Aerospace in 2016. It is a dangerous place with numerous participants and team members experiencing mysterious and unexplained injuries and illness. Some what? have strange and disturbing phenomenon follow them home after visiting or being involved with research activities on the ranch. We require all who enter to sign a liability waiver and confidentiality agreement. Also, this is an ongoing, very sensitive scientific investigation. Anything introduced into the environment potentially compromises ongoing experiments and research activities requiring caution and care. We will need to carefully consider um, efforts in any event of recording. Warmly, Brandon Fugel. Wow. This is, let, okay. me, let me preface. This is a private email. He's not also, like trying to. Also, are you allowed to, like, to share this? Yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he knows all this. Like, okay, okay. He, he probably tells everyone this. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, I would have expected him to like, like if it is all a ruse, you yeah. know, it's all just like for show. He wouldn't have sent that to me privately. No, it, it's kind of giving a little demonic. demonic. So that's what I emailed him back. I said, I, I won't read the email because it'll be too long. But I basically said, hey, Brandon, like I'm a practicing believer, Christian. I was like, I am, I believe in spiritual warfare. I think that 60% of mainstream Christians uh, think that aliens are demons. I've kind of written off that theory, was really excited to have a conversation with you about it. Um, you know, not, not sure if I'm fully there, but I was like, honestly, I was like, I already feel like we're constantly in spiritual warfare. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I feel like my wife is attacked all the time. I was like, I cannot record on Skinwalker. Like, can we record at our house? <laughs> like I literally turned down. I was like, Hey, I'm like not, cause that's where my line is. Like it's oh, all fun and games. Like I'll go drive by area 51, yeah. but like, I'm not going to like go play. You won't with, invite it in. No. Don't play with fire. Like it's like playing with a Ouija board. I would never. That is so crazy that Isn't he said that. Isn't that crazy? Like, he's like, yes, I would love to work with you, but like, I need, I need to look out for you. And like, I need for you to know the truth. And no, this is what happens. For real. Is it, that's, and that's honestly what I, what I tell people when I tag them. What do you mean? I'm like, listen, I know it sounds great, but like, there is going to be some, there's some, going to be some haters that come over to your account too. And like, you need to be ready for that. Yeah. Cause a lot of people are like, tag me, tag me. And I'm like, 
okay, the but demons. are you re- are you ready? <laughs> like, are you ready for for that type of attention yeah. too? Like, it's you know, isn't that crazy though? I don't think I want to go, but I do want to talk to him. I don't want to go, but I think he should come to the house. You think he come over? Come, he come over he'll to probably our, fly his helicopter our, here. Or <laughs> upstairs, you know, little studio. He honestly seems like a really fun guy. No, he DM'd me and was like something about it was something about you, like love your husband. And then no, sent, he said like, he said our uh, us as a couple, we were electric, is what he yes, said. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then he sent a picture of him and his wife. He's a sweetheart. What a sweet, sweet man! Baby. I um, love that. I yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm down to have him on the podcast, but uh, that does sound a little scary. I didn't yeah. know it was that serious. I'm never going, to be honest. You know, just really quick on that. My mom is convinced that aliens are from the future. Well, your mom said she... Uh, Saw a UFO. Well, so I think that the biggest thing about Skinwalker Ranch, quote unquote, is that uh, it's a portal. Okay, that's a little too much for me, but... This is... That was the literal statement I said to there? Devin... That was the literal statement I said to Devin when he said, oh, so you're pretty out there. And then I retreated internally. Yeah, that was a little too I know, much. Portal was like too much. Too much. But did um does did Brandon Fugel live on that ranch? I don't think he lives there. I wonder if he's had any like crazy experiences. Does well, he No, I want to talk to him. He's like been traveling to Egypt, probably like <laughs> studying the pyramids or a, something. He's a busy man. <laughs> wow. How crazy. Well, um, That's something to look forward to. You know something else to look forward to? Tuesday. On Tuesday. Oh, your Stanley Cup. My Stanley Cup. It's coming out. That's a big accomplishment. That's a that's a that's a clout move, right yeah, there. Yeah. No, it definitely is. Like I, it was something that I actually, you know, at the end of the year or the start of the year of the year, you write down goals. So like one of my goals that I wrote down like probably like three years ago was to have my own Stanley color launch. And then we asked them and they said, we don't launch colors with collaborators. And I was like, okay, but like, and I remember thinking three years ago, oh, cool. They said no, but this would be such a cool story if like we persist and then it happens. And then one day I'll look back and be like, never take no as an answer. (laughs) So yeah, we, we kept going, kept trying. And then finally they told us that we could have one. And it's taken probably over a year, a year and a half to get yeah. it done, but um, but it's here and it'll be launching tomorrow. We're super excited. Um, you know another goal that I had. Well, I think this will go live Wednesday, so it'll launch yesterday. It'll it'll have already been live. Yeah. We're calling it Green Divine. It is Divi Green. It's so cute. Um, limited edition, so you'll have to get it quick. But um, yeah, we're super excited. And then you go <coughs> with your mom. To be on QVC. QVC round two. Live. Live audience and live on air. So this time we're doing a live audience show. Live on air as well with Elemis. It's really been not discussed a lot. Like your mom was like at Stella's birthday and she was like, we going on TV? And I was like, yeah. She's like, what are we doing? I'm like, let's just not talk about it. You know, sometimes I don't like to talk about stuff like that because it just makes me nervous. And I just really think we should just like kind of pop out and just be ourselves. Totally. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited about that. I'm going back to Philly for that one. You know, Philly. (laughs) Philadelphia. We love some Philly. It's just a city. It's a city (laughs) with some Philly cheesesteak. Is it Philly cheesesteak? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Philly cheesesteaks. Okay, I want to go into our next segment. Um, It's your birthday. We've had a great time on this podcast so far. It's really just been delightful. The next segment is going to be the... Danny Austin interview. This is 31. Ugh, can you believe it? 31, 30 fun. Are there 31 questions here? No. Um, you so have to put them in Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so I want to ask you some questions, put the focus on you. Um, and I want people to <laughs> understand and know the 31 year old Danny. And wherever the conversation goes from here, it goes, you know? Okay. Um, how do you believe that you've changed since your last birthday? Oh, man. I think I've grown a lot since my last birthday. Yeah. But I also feel like I've grown in maybe uh, horizontal ways instead of vertical ways. Oh, do tell. <laughs> you know when you just change, but it doesn't mean it's like for better or for worse. It's more horizontal than vertical. Uh-huh. I feel that way sometimes. It's just like year. a change of routine. Change, Not yeah, but like a change of heart. Uh-huh. Um, but, I, yeah, I feel like I have um, 
It's kind of negative. Well, it's okay. Okay. I just feel like I'm a little bit more uh, worn down and like a little bit more like skeptical. <laughs> yeah, it's been a running theme <laughs> past five podcasts or so. So I don't know. That's what I just think of. Um, yeah. But I also was, will say like um, I feel way more um, like focused mm-hmm. than I was last year. Uh, because your priorities are less? No, because there are more now, I feel like I have to focus on the things that I really want. Right. And so it's just, it, this is like one of those growing pain years for me. I feel like if we were approaching this like chronologically from a podcast episode, it was like the past two podcasts have been really focused on you being worn down. Yeah. But I feel like since the last podcast, I feel like you really made a conscious effort to start making some moves to make yourself feel less worn down. Right. A hundred percent. Like there was like a shift last week where it was like, Hey, I, I'm going to start setting boundaries. Like I want this, like I'm going to go with my daughter to, yeah. you know, to, so, so like what I've, happened? I've started, you know, canceling some things, saying no to a lot more just, and it's not that I'm, I'm less busy. I'm just prioritizing like what I feel like is most important. Right. And a lot of times that has nothing to do with work. It maybe has something more to do with a uh, family or being a mom. Um, you know, so it's, it's little steps, but I think that overall, I just am trying to take it like day by day and not get overwhelmed because I feel like when I have all these like big goals and you know, like something that I really want to accomplish, like I get a little overwhelmed. So I just have to think about like what's important for today. How much of this like overwhelm that you've kind of been feeling the past, like, let's call it like year, maybe two years is associated with just like the mental load of becoming a mom. You know, to be honest, not much of it. I think that it's more so, okay, I think this is where it also comes from, is when I was so young, I had so many like big dreams for myself. And, um, and now I feel like I've gotten to a place where honestly, I feel like I've been very blessed in that, like I've been able to accomplish all of those things. Mm -hmm. And so now it's like, what is like the next phase of my life? What is like the next stage and like feeling, figuring out how to be like content where I'm at without constantly feeling I have to like achieve new things. I feel like it's so funny because like, I feel like you and I are in the exact same place together. Like you think that you're on that path. Like I'm like right there next to you. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're both in the same phase where it's like, okay, what is like our new purpose beyond like accomplishing all these things? Mm -hmm. Or like, how do we use now the resources that we have to like, you know. And what's so great is like, I have like the best team that's always pushing me to do new, fun, creative, you know, things and accomplish more. And, and I love that, but it's also at some point, like I have to, and that it can be so like addicting to just be like, okay, more and more, more, yeah. more and more. But I'm having to realize that like, I can't go that speed forever. Like I'm going to crash and burn mm-hmm. or I'm going to like really forget what matters or what to prioritize. The, the funniest thing is like, you know, last Sunday we went to church mm-hmm. and then we went to Whole Foods and mm-hmm. I bought that steak yeah. And then I like, gr- like made the steak Yeah, and it was like, you know, the kids were like watching TV and it was such a simple day. Yeah. And it was like, I feel like I've found ways the past month or two to kind of just like have so much joy in like the simple moments of like Strad and I are going to go on a bike ride, you know, no, and it's like, yeah, it's so much fun. No. And, and I know that and that's what I want, but you have to understand that like my life has, is kind of like, I felt like it was out of control. Like I felt yeah. like things were being planned for me and I'm right. being like thrown into things. And so it's now taking just as much effort to like put my foot on the brakes as it is sometimes to like put your foot on the gas and keep going. Like I have to now like weed away all of the the noise. And like, that's like a whole nother job is, is cause if you say no to something, then you, there's always typically like a little mess to clean up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like you can't go. Like, it's like you have to say no and then you have to tell the brand and like let people down and then change this and do that. Like, it's just not as simple as just like not going, you know? It's not as simple as your yes being a yes, your no being a no. no. It's just, it ain't that simple. That's a landmine. apparently is is from the Bible. (laughs) Bible So I apologize for that. I she, last she prayed podcast, about it. <laughs> last podcast, I told people that I think the quote, let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. Like, I thought that was total BS. And then I found out that it's a scripture in the Bible, <laughs> like apparently. John something. So, sorry. Um, okay, so then in this next year, what is one thing that you're ready to let go of? Oh, 
or almost ready to let go of? Almost ready to let go of in this next year. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say like trying to do everything perfectly. Mm. Like it's okay if you go to Disney World and you're not in matching outfits with your kid. Or are you, you, don't get are like you a perfectionist really- though? Um, sorry, when I say perfectly, I think I mean like wholeheartedly. <laughs> oh, like giving a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I think it's okay to go to Disney and like, you know, your kid not small for the pictures and you know, your toddler throw a little tantrum and then like not have to like live up to these expectations that you maybe see. Like I, I truly sometimes like watch other bloggers and I'm like, why is my family not like that? Or like, right. why was my experience not like that experience at Disney or like how come like they all got a picture is smiling in front of like the castle in matching outfits, no stains anywhere. Everybody looks so happy and then they go ride rides and then they do that. And I'm like, and not that, you know, my experience was like, you know, crazy or anything, but sometimes I just compare myself and I'm like, is, am I doing something wrong here? I think a lot of people would find it fascinating that like you and I struggle with comparison, like even being in it, you know? So like, no, like I felt this pressure when I went to Disney. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get matching outfits with my kids because everybody does that. And they all have the cutest outfits and their kids wear these like princess costumes and yada, yada. And I like felt this like pressure. Like it was like, I can't go to Disney without matching outfits with my daughter. And I also like planned the trip like less than a week before I left. Mm-hmm. So why was that such a big deal to me? Only because of what I had seen on social media. Another, okay, you know, you know how I know this is so true because I started watching the golden bachelor mm-hmm. and watching these like 70 year olds fall in love and, um, and like all these women put themselves out there at like at 70 years old <laughs> has given me like so much hope. I also am like so appreciative for like, you know, where I'm at in my life. I'm like, I'm usually when I watch like the bachelor, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm such an old fart. Like yeah. there's like, all these girls are in their like young twenties. I compare myself to like where they're at in their life. And I'm like, you know, I have two kids. Like my life's probably never going to be like that interesting or that exciting anymore. I started watching the golden bachelor. I'm like, we have so much more life to live. And it like, and it like gets me excited for the future. I see these yeah. like cute little like seven year olds, like playing pickleball and like, they still have their own drama and they're going on dates and all these things. And it's like, not that I'm like in the date, but it just like, it was cool to see a different, age group still like living their best life and it just shows you so much of like the the way like what we're consuming makes us compare ourselves to like the societal norms but then when I watched 70 year olds I was like I feel so good like I'm like I think entertainment has always leaned like youthful too like it's like it's like Instagram then becomes TikTok that becomes you know whatever the next thing is and it's like all you ever pumped with is like kind of the era of like teens to 20 late 20 somethings where it's like they're going out and they're doing this yeah. and it's like i don't want to watch that like that is so not relatable well, to my just, life anymore and that's what if you the, if that's what you see all the time though you think that's like the normal you think that's like the version of happy that you should be and so when you see young people all the time you're like okay like i'm old like yeah I'll i aged be, out yeah. I, I aged out like i'll never be happy like that or when i watch other bloggers and i see their kids smiling in every single photo Stella does not like the smile for photos. She'll be smile, smiley and giddy. And as soon as I pull up the camera, she goes like straight face. Like she just doesn't like them. There's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing that like, she's not like an unhappy child. She's so smart and she's so happy. And, and she loves, she's just more skeptical right. a lot of times and, and more reserved. And like, I think that I was kind of like really shy like that too when I was younger. And so sometimes it makes me feel like, I'm like, am I doing something wrong? Like, is Stella okay? Like, because I see all these other kids. So when I was at Disney, like I literally could not get a picture of Stella smiling. I also was trying not to force it. Cause you know, she doesn't like taking pictures. Yeah. So I, tr- I would try really fast. I'd ask someone, hey, take a quick picture. And if she doesn't want to smile, I'm not forcing her. So I decided on when I like got home from taking like all of our Disney content, there was like a part of me that was like, I shouldn't post this because it's my family and my experience isn't going to look like what everybody else's experience looks like. Yeah. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because like, I guarantee you that Stella is not the only child out there that doesn't like smiling for photos. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the other kids either. That's just the way that they are. And so, but it is crazy how, 
um, I think we put our, like put those pressures on ourselves because of a lot of times the content we consume or like what we're influenced by. And so I don't know. I think that, um, were you proud of yourself that you posted it? Did it create any sense of like freedom? Um, yeah, I think so. And I did get a lot of DMS that were like, thanks just for keeping it real. And for, and so it, it, it feels good to me whenever I feel like I can be myself and people appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I feel like I don't have to put on a front, but that doesn't mean that I don't struggle with it sometimes. Yeah. So I think it'd be cool to kind of like let go of that. Um, what is like your, you know, think like now it's your birthday, but like also this year, like what's a perfect day for you in your 31 era? Honestly, just having like nothing to do and just being a mom for the day. Like yeah. I, I don't I even, want that for you too. like just waking up and like getting my kids ready for school, like me not having to put on makeup, just wearing my like, you know, workout clothes, my hair in a bun, get my workout in. And then I just like, get the kids ready for school, take them to school. Like if I want to do some stories up in there, cause I feel yeah. like it, then like I'll do that. I kind of feel like that's like, you're setting yourself up for that era, you know? It feels like that, right? Yeah, you know, and then I would like to do that for a little bit and then start to sprinkle in more of yeah, getting back into the routine of working more. But I don't know, I think that at some point, maybe like Q1, Q2 next year, next year I'll take like a little break like that. Mm-hmm. I think like, you sort of described it as like you're you said your words not mine out of control right and so you almost have to like deconstruct everything and then like rebuild it the way that you want it to yes like your it whole feels like that's the only way i'll be able to do it because my life is so different now mm-hmm. that i have two kids that like, and it changes so fast with the different stages of my kids that i don't feel like i can just take things away and figure it out i feel like yeah. i have to take everything away i feel like it has to be extreme Sorry. Wow. No, I mean, I'm, I've always felt like it had to be extreme too. Yeah. Like, I just feel like you were kind of like opposed. You were like, well, I don't want it to be extreme, but it's, it's honestly crazy to hear you say that it has to be extreme. Cause that's what I always felt. I was like, you have to like, yeah. And start I, over. And I'm trying like this morning or tomorrow morning we had that, um, private school tour. We had to, mm-hmm. we have to go cause the school, like the neighborhood that we live in right now doesn't have like a great high school. So we're trying to get our kids into a school that they can like grow yeah. through the system of whatever. And we had this like private and these private schools in Dallas are like literally impossible to get into from, from what we've heard. Yeah. It's like, it's like applying to a college and you know, they only take like 40 kids out of like probably thousands, you know, in Dallas. And so, um, so these, these private school tours are like really important because it shows the school that you're interested. And like, I've had to cancel like two or three of them. And it's like, just like letting go of stuff like that and being like, okay, it's going to be okay. Like I can't do it all. There's just no, no physical way. Um, it's hard because like I said, it's, I don't want to do everything perfectly. I want to do everything hundred percent. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah, it's a really like nuanced, uh, thing to understand yeah. about you. Yeah. Cause I was like, Hey, stop being perfect. But I'm like the perfectionist. So I was like, I don't think we're the same. No, like I just want to give my whole heart into it. And it's like such a Which mental is such thing. An, like such an amazing quality, but it's like, you can't do it for everything. And so it's probably just you learning to say, what am I going to get? Or 100% maybe to? just like be yourself and not try to be what everybody wants you to be all the time. It's like, yeah. even when I go, cause here's the thing about me, I will be whatever you want me to be. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. Like I will be <laughs> like, if you want me to be like one of those like preppy moms that like takes their kids to school and wears the like I'll do it. Like if but you want me to be like, but isn't that what got us here in the first place? Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like maybe just be yourself. Maybe oh, be myself. you're working on being yourself. Yeah. yeah, and then like maybe I won't. Okay, so I don't know if y'all know this about me, but I had a perfect rush. I was not cut by one sorority <laughs> because I know that sounds like <laughs> she stupid. gained the system. <laughs> no, I know that sounds stupid, but like I was whatever that girl at that house wanted me to be that day. Yeah. It's actually kind of scary that I had a perfect rush because really you go to rush to find the house that's perfect for you and for who you are. Right. So if you are yourself, you'll realize that some of these houses are not meant for you. But like I wanted every house to like want me. So I was just whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. So whenever it's really- it was like, who cares if you have a perfect rush, Danny, like just find the one, be yourself so that you weed out the ones that aren't for you. There was like one that was like a really smart sorority. I've never even told you this. Like I walked in, like I knew exactly what I was going to talk about to like appeal to like the smart girls. 
like I was gonna talk, you know, like, yeah. and it's like, dude, like if you would have defend yourself, like you probably wouldn't have fit in with those girls anyway. And that's okay that you don't fit in with the smart girl sorority. Yeah. So what do you want? Okay. Like there's a, uh, first of all, I'm proud of you. Um, second of all, like you, you're basically saying like, I can be whatever you want me to be. Like, what is like one thing that you wish people knew you as like the real you? Not a front, not a mask, like like the real you. Um, one thing? It's kind of hard. No, no, no. Okay, many. Who is the real Danny Austin? <laughs> <laughs> this is our this is our this right is our uh, clickbait. For um, I think I'm very passionate. I think I'm um, like I think I really really care about people. I have like a lot of like empathy for people. Like I can mm -hmm. easily I I relate to. I can put myself in people's shoes very easily, I mm -hmm. think, um, and like feel for them. Um, I think very quirky, mm -hmm. um, super easygoing, I would say, wouldn't you say? With my friends? Oh, with your friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I don't know. That's what we're figuring out. Yeah, I think I just- You love to read. I love to read. I, I'm just very, like, I, I'm passionate about everything I do. Right. And I really want, like, genuinely, I, I really want to make a difference and do, like, have an impactful life. Like, I really, I don't want to waste my life away. And that, I think that's probably my, my biggest fear in life is feeling like I am wasting it. I don't think you are, but I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, for my birthday and Christmas um, present, all I wanted was for us to go to this, like, I don't know what you'd call it, like life mapping, life code. It's like a, a we found about it, out about it through our church. And it's like this, like, really intense thing where for, like, a weekend, they, like, dig into, like, what, what I want out of life, what yeah. you want out of life, and they help us bring it together on day three. And anyway, it's a funny story is, like, I... Uh, I kind of felt called to like, it's kind of random. Like, I don't know these people had never heard about him. And I was like, Oh, I, maybe we should sign up. So I signed us up. And ever since then, um, it, it's been kind of like, should we do this? Should we not do this? Well, anyway, I get a call from, um, Andrew East. Uh, oh, yeah. and he was like, Hey, Sean Johnson's. Yeah. Sean Johnson's um, husband. And he was like, Hey, you guys doing this thing? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, I was like, did y'all do it? And he was like, man, it was so intense. And I was like, Oh really? Cause I kind of thought it was going to be like a, just like a whiteboard session. And he was like, no, no, he posted pictures of it. Oh, he did. They were in there. They were in some office. And I mean, the walls were covered yes. with writing, but he said that, um, like, they dig into like, how do you see yourself? How do you think others see you? How do you think your husband sees you? Um, how do you think the Lord sees you? And he said it was like really deep. And he was like, yeah, I, he didn't tell me about Sean, but he was like, yeah, I was like, I was like bawling my eyes out, like throughout this like whole time. And oh, I, Lord help no, I literally go, I go, this oh boy, I was like, I was like, I need to warn Danny. I was <laughs> like, I don't think she knows what we're walking into, but I will say you already agreed. It's my birthday and Christmas present. I think it's going to be one of the most impactful weekends that we ever have. And I'm really excited that we're prioritizing it because I think we are at this, at both at the same place where something feels off. Not mm -hmm. bad, not wrong, just off in terms of like, okay, like we can keep going this way, but don't we feel like we should maybe go this way? And it's like a hard change. It's a pretty hard change. Um, and, and maybe we're just seeing it as like really extreme. Like we have to like walk away from everything over here in order to go this other way. That's how I see it because I'm an extreme person. Yeah. But I do think that we're in a state of confusion, but I, I'm really excited about that thing because I think just asking the right questions and like coming together yeah. and being like, this is a really intentional time for us to be like, Hey God, like that was that chapter. Yeah. We, we gave it our all. Like, what is this next chapter? What does it look like? I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. I I'm excited. And I, there's just not a lot of, there's not like a formula for, for the industry that we're in or what mm -hmm. we do. And there's not a lot of like examples to look up to like professional athletes. Like what do they do after they retire or, and I'm not saying we're going to retire, but like, but maybe 
you know, okay, maybe, but yeah, like, maybe that's where you decide. But there's like, there's not really a roadmap for like other people that have transitioned in from doing what we're doing now to the later years of life because we're kind of pioneering it as well. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I, I wish that we had examples to look up to, but I feel like we're having to figure it out and it's really challenging. But I do think that professional athletes like do face burnout of performance or celebrities or whatever, you know, you want to compare it to. And it's like, I think that some go on to live really quiet lives and happy lives. I'm sure after that. A lot of them like really get into what they're passionate about. I think there's like three paths, right? There's like the, the path of, um, I'm going to scale back and live a quieter life, simpler life and be happy with my kids and my wife and all that. Then there's the okay, I don't, I don't know how to figure this out. I'm going to like turn up the gear, which yeah. typically leads to drugs, alcohol, like yeah. really bad things. And then there's like the, I'm going to go take a couple steps back before I go forward. In which case I think you have like a ter- Taylor Swift who constantly reinvents herself she, she authentically. Kids, so. True. <laughs> but like, like reinvents like, um, herself, yeah. herself in a new way. That or, really works for her in her mental health. Yeah. It works for her and her mental health and the new circumstances that she's under. And I think that that's like the biggest, if I would think that the the biggest thing that is not working for us anymore is like the, the infrastructure that supported our career and our lifestyle before is simply not working with the current circumstances anymore. hundred percent. It's like, and that goes from everything from the systems and processes but that dictate our schedules to, yeah. you know, like our kids and Stella not wanting to be on camera. And so that like changes the style by which we create content. So like yeah. everything seems like it's like upside down right now. Yep. But I do agree that every time we've come to this type of point in our life where it's like, oh my gosh, like how are we going to get out of this murky gray middle? Yeah. It's like something on the other end is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we never saw yeah. this like gift on, you know, before. On the other side. And so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, here's uh, to, here's to, uh, uh, figuring our lives out. 31. Here's to 31. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be 33. You old fart. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the Jesus age. Should be your best year. Was he 33? How do they know that? When he died. How do they know that? Is that in the Bible? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's just Gosh, like... we got to brush up on our Bible. Yes, and your nose be nose. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that was fun. We got to go to lunch. Got to go to lunch. We're going to birthday lunch. Oh, tell them to go put five stars on Spotify. Oh, go put five stars on Spotify. Go put five stars on Spotify. And you can also leave a review on Apple. You would really appreciate that if you guys enjoy it. <laughs> Why? I read some of those. You did? Yeah. Why'd you do that? I don't know. Most of them were nice, but like other... I think I'm very polarizing. Well, do you feel like it was like your haters or like honest feedback? No, I think that there are certain people that like really hate me. <laughs> <laughs> like they think I'm like like really obnoxious and annoying. And I had to live with that on Friday night. Why did you read that when I wasn't here? Yeah, it was really dark. It was bad. Why did you do that? But then I got into the hot tub naked. And I was okay. <laughs> no, I really did have to have like a moment of like, oh. Wait, I'm so disappointed in you. That you did that when I wasn't here the as well. The reason, so, okay. So I, I know, I know, I know how you get down those rabbit holes, like, cause I've done that too, where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to click on I'm this and see glance. what it says. Yeah. I, uh, well, so what happened was, um, the Brandon Fugel stuff. So I opened up my DMs and like, I checked my Instagram like every two weeks. And so yeah. I'm like, okay, what are people saying? And then like, um, no one was mean to me in DMs, but there was like <laughs> one person who like, was like, I don't care what the reviews say. Like, I love you on the podcast. And so I was like, oh. And it's like one of those things where you can't take the positive. You're like, yeah, you're like I'm like, what? It was what like a backhanded mean? compliment. No, she didn't. I don't think that they meant it like that. But, but so then, then it I, rose awareness. So then I was like, what are these reviews? And then I went to um, Spotify and I was like, reviews are great. It's like 4.8 stars. Yeah. Um, And then I went to Apple and... uh do you feel like it's just like a place that our haters hang out or do you feel like it's on? That's what I'm saying though. Like, because a lot of times the haters will just trickle over to any platform they can like. No, I think that like genuinely they, like there are people who think I'm like really annoying. <laughs> Same. Same with me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, cause like, you know, the, the worst reviews were like the ones who are like, Hey, I signed up for this podcast to be Danny's. And then, okay, well then just don't listen anymore. Well, and well, then I get frustrated. I'm like, 
you guys told me to come here. Like I, I didn't push my way in here. You invited me and you keep telling me to show up. So I do. And so then I'm like mad at like, you know, the world. I know you just really can't please. Ev- but honestly, everyone. I really did. I people love the podcast. And honestly, what they I love re- you on the podcast, what I realized is I, this is like truly what I, I feel is that if people, if it takes people hating me to protect you, oh, please. like, no, 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 I'm serious. Like I would so much rather have that. Like, oh, like love Danny, but her husband's like so annoying. Like I would so much rather that be the sentiment than like, hate Danny. She's so annoying. But here's the thing, babe. We're both always going to be hated as much as, as much as we, as long as we continue to put ourselves out there, like we're going to be, we're going to get negativity anytime that like you are on the rise or you're actually doing something different like you're just gonna get feedback and negativity and it just it's just just inevitable same i thought we had so much fun here no i I was like this has been a blast of a podcast i was like how listen people that like actively go like how how many times have you ever written a review on a podcast zero positive or negative okay but like i'm just saying you know when like apps are like do you like this app i'm like no not now (laughs) i'm like i'm not a review guy so it is hard for me to understand the review crowd unless you're leaving a five star in which case i encourage you (laughs) really appreciate it but like i think that you have to realize like that is just another place for all of our haters to go like that is, they're like, oh yeah, like this is like our time to shine, you know? And it's, it really is. That I feels, don't think the people. Uh, to be honest, that feels oversimplified. That feels like a, that feels like a cop out. Well, like, let's just. Response. Let's just you know? live in that ignorance. And a, no, I mean, truly, that is the truth. Is like. I, not, I live in ignorance all the time. Like. People, no, ignorance is bliss. It's. I remember Thursday night when I had that beautiful ignorance. The beautiful what? Ignorance. Yeah, and then Friday night you read them. You're like, people love love this. It's just like it's so wild because then it's like I like literally was like, well, like remember when Devin said I was like out there? I was like, was just is is it all connected? Like, (laughs) and then I like go down this like spiral rabbit hole. But like honestly, I am fine. It's all good. Well, if y'all want to make Jordan feel better, we'd love for you to go leave a review on Apple. Don't do that. And leave us a five star on Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. We're gonna go celebrate my birthday. (laughs) Okay, love y'all. Bye.